Hello everyone and welcome back to the Mummy Means Business podcast. Um, Today I'm really excited to be joined by Christina. Um, So Christina, um, I've known her for um, a few years now, let's say. Um, We know her, I know I've met her for a friend. Um, We actually worked together for a few months. Um, And Christina is the co-founder of Shades of Beauty Live, which is a hair and beauty event for women of colour. And the event happens every August. So make sure you look out for that. It's a really, really good, really, really fun event. Um, And yeah, I'm really, really excited to have her on board. Um, Actually, when I decided to start this podcast, Christina was one of the people that came to mind because she's just a boss mom. She's a mom of two and she has many, many different businesses under her belt not just this event she um she's just so innovative even when even when you have a conversation with her you always leave kind of like encouraged like yes I need to go out and like do things basically so I'm happy I'm really excited to have you hi Christina thank you for joining today hi Victoria thank you so much for having me and it's a pleasure to be this and congratulations on the podcast it's always you know easy to talk about doing things but well done for taking it and you know bringing it into action Yay, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I really procrastinated for like a few months, but I was like, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? Um, But yeah, but before we kind of jump straight into your um, the whole business aspect, how has um, motherhood as a whole been for you? Um, Were you the mum that you thought you would be? Um, Yeah, motherhood is, I I think it's hard for anyone to say that they are the mother that they think they would be. I think it's every day's progress. And, you know, trying to make sure that you are um, balancing everything is always going to be difficult. Um, I think that, I, I think that, you know, as mums are wearing many different hats, um, I've come across mums who are just solely dedicated to raising their children, which I think is beautiful. Um, but I think personally for me, um, I've always felt that I wanted to do just a bit more than just, um have the title of being a mum which I'm absolutely happy to be but I just felt that there was more 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 things that I could be doing apart from uh, raising the children so um like how was it a shock for you though like the initial obviously um your oldest daughter is a, is a bit older than um, your youngest so you've been a mum for for years now so it's not like brand new to you but was that whole aspect of you know raising a family um while you're working was that kind of hard to do um I think that with my situation I've got a really good support network got an amazing husband and amazing extended family grandparents or brother and sister so we've got a really good support network but yes it is difficult because you do have that mummy guilt of going to work and working for eight hours a day and then coming home and then feeling tired and only, only being able to put your daughter to bed or missing out on those school plays or school events because you can't go to a PTA meeting because of work. Um, so, yeah, you do have those hang ups and, um, you know, those those guilts that, you know, that you wish you could be there for every single moment. Um, but I remember growing up that my parents worked all the time, like all hours. And um, I, I don't remember seeing my mum much on, unless it's the evenings. And same with my dad. Um, but I think that kind of gave me a bit of independence in a way um, to be a bit more, um, well, more hands on around the house, I guess, in terms of like, you know, us, you know, taking on a little bit more responsibility in like um, like house roles, like, for example, cooking or just um, 
taking on more chores in the house I, I think and I, I can see looking back now how taking on those responsibilities at a bit of a young age has how that's helped me to adapt to different environments and to look at things differently so yeah there is a balance um you know I wish they could have been there more but at the same time um I think that there's I always say to people that are new to parenting there's no wrong or right way to parenting and there's one thing that I always look out for in my children's their happiness and when I go to a parents evening and the first thing I ask the first thing I ask before oh is she doing good in maths or English I, I was like how's she getting on is she happy yeah. is she happy the work is she happy with her friends and all of that stuff and teachers are like really I said yeah I just I just want to make sure that my child is happy that's because I know that if she's happy then whatever's going on in in the maths or English can be fixed and if she's happy that means that she'll be doing well in school anyway and it's funny that every single time I do ask that question that oh is she happy and the following thing is like yeah she's doing really really well and I'm like yes I know she's doing well because she's she's happy so um yeah understanding understanding making sure that the children are happy is the most important thing to me and funny enough my oldest one she's seven years old and she's as much as I've traveled for work or I've done things she's never ever complained to say mommy why don't you spend a lot more time with me or anything like that like as soon as I come home from work the first thing she's kind of like oh um or or on a Saturday or something can we can we read together or can we um sit down and do it so um until she complains about me not spending enough time with her then I think I've I'm, I'm touch wood I think I've got the balance right do you know what I had this I remember you in, in earlier um you mentioned that you know you obviously you love being a mom is so fulfilling but you just didn't want to just wear the mom hat and I think I kind of had the same um idea as you but even before I had the child I was already had my hands in many different pots and I've always kind of just wanted to do something of my own um and I thought I genuinely genuinely thought it would be so easy to do it while I had a kid and I know that I'm only three months in the game um my son is almost four months so like I can't even say anything but um my I know I know but I feel like yeah I bet people are listening saying oh yeah like wait until she's he's one or two and then but um but yeah I've kind of had that idea that you know what like I want to be a mom I want to do as much for my child and be as present in his life but I really really want to have something for myself which is why I was like you know what let me just do something where I can have that balance similar to what you're saying that you know you can still be present and not have your child feel like you know you're away so much and don't see you but you're still kind of fulfilling something that you you want to do really but what made you want to start kind of your own business what made you want to jump in and um rather than working a full-time job and staying in a full-time job but doing something of your own well so at the moment I'm in so I'm, I've got my businesses that I'm working on so I'm working part-time on business and part-time I'm still going to work like on, on two days a week. Um, but that that kind of balance has afforded me the luxury to be able to um, look after and stay at home with my son. So my son has been, hasn't had a nanny or, you know, gone to nursery for the last two years, which is what I couldn't do with my first daughter. So she was just juggling between nannies while I was working full time and everything like that. So finally you said that you don't want to be a full time mum, but there's something about... Um, having your own business that gives you that um in the again go back to independence of being able to set your own hours set your own time and I want and in all honesty it all goes back to freedom 
And the word freedom is what I, I, I define as being able to do what you, what you want, when you want to a certain degree. And part, part of the thing that I think keeps us chained at the moment, it doesn't allow us any freedom is the nine to five. So that's partly the reason why I wanted to start my own business is to be able to afford that luxury of being able to spend time how I want it. Now, I don't want to ever not work. I I really enjoy the businesses that I'm working on. And, you know, I'm, you know, hoping and praying that they really, really flourish and become the success that they do become. But the other flip side of it is I wanted to leave a legacy for my children um, so that they have the option if they wanted to. If they if they if they wanted to work for, for another employer, that's fine. But at least they know that they've got something that's been built for them, that they can always have the option to to run as well and to work in, in the business themselves. Or if they have something, to, just something to fall back on, because I noticed in other different communities, a lot of um, a lot of wealth and freedom comes from these that have built businesses together. And those businesses have been either been handed down or if they don't run the business themselves, they're like sitting on, on the board as like the chair, chair members or you know, yeah. shareholders, etc. And um, I, I find that in, in the black community, there's there's not a lot like that in the UK. So um, part of building building a business, it, it, it does. It was really, really motivated by having my first daughter. And I'm just saying to her, I was just thinking in my head that I, I, I've had a really hard time working in companies because of the color of my skin um me being a woman the way I wear my hair the way you know the way I everyone's got a problem the way I speak da, 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 da. so it's just, the list can go on and I didn't want I, I wanted her to um have the option of either working environment working in an environment like that where she may be working in a fantastic place and she's happy she's got fantastic colleagues fantastic boss or give it given her the ability to have her own creative freedom and do something that she's passionate and enjoys and I think um having my own business and maybe investing in hers as she get as she gets older if she wants to or whatever passion her passion may be she 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 has that option whereas um I know for myself and a lot of people that I know in our community they don't, they don't really work because they want to they work because it's, it's more of a necessity whereas um friends that I made at uh, university for more affluent backgrounds they may be like an English background or European background or even an Asian background whose family have built wealth um they have a different viewpoint in terms of they have what I I like to call options <laughs> if they want to go and work in Selfridges for a couple of days they can or if they want yeah. to go and work in their daddy's business they can or their daddy's friend's business and that's the type of um freedom that you know going back to the word freedom that's the type of freedom that I want my children to have and you know one thing I've noticed as well um this might be a bit you know scandalous in me saying but that a lot of black people who are successful in business I feel like in the black community maybe recently now we're getting better but sometimes you don't pull other people up with you I feel like sometimes there is a kind of competition that you know 
I'm successful and I don't want to share the details of how I became successful. Whereas in the Asian community or Eastern European community, it's all like a family run, you know, kind of business. It's like the cousin and the uncles and the aunties are all involved and they all know kind of the ins and outs, which is why you can kind of be successful altogether. Um, And I know, and I know I see that it's getting better now, which is why I wanted to do this podcast. I was like, you know, there's a lot of people who are successful, but no one knows how they got to that place. So why not have a, opportunity to kind of detail okay this this is the kind of things I needed to do to get to where I am and this is and you know it was difficult it was hard but it's something that you can do too so so yeah but you know Shades of Beauty Live is such an amazing event you had the first um you launched it for the first time um during carnival weekend last year and it was really successful all over social media and what was the inspiration behind that specific idea? Um, I think it was, uh, <laughs> I think as I, I always used to say, if you, if you read a lot of all the articles that they wrote about Shades of Beauty, I, one thing I always mentioned was um, a film called Girls Trip with um, Jada Pinkett and um, uh, Queen Latifah and I can't, I, I, I can't, can't Regina Hall and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So that <laughs> film was amazing. I really, really enjoyed watching that film. And I went with my girls and I just thought, oh, like, I'm so jealous of America. I know everybody always says America is bigger and better, but I just thought, oh, it's such an amazing, because during the film, they went to Essence Festival and um, in New Orleans and it just looked amazing. Like, they had such an amazing time. And it just kind of, like, saddened me. Like, there's nothing like that in the UK for women because as, as a, as a mum and a wife, like, I'm not going to go clubbing every night unless it's a friend's birthday or, or something it has to be a reason if I'm going to go out but I wanted to I wanted to create a space where I could enjoy um for for with my community for something that I need and I you know the, the, the go-to thing was beauty I was like why can it be like a a beauty event but that's really kind of um bang up to date and something that uh, you know that has kind of like a party vibe but something like I would love to go to every year with my girls and that's kind of how Shades of Beauty Live was born because I looked around and I just felt that there was uh, loads of good events out there but it was like they're just catering for one um, dynamic of what a black woman should be and um, I think that there's so much different versions of being black and there's not one version of like oh um, I'm just a natural natural hair um you know kento cloth wearing or I've got I've got weave on and I only wear bodycon dresses <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? there's just so many different facets of us there's so many different faces to being a black woman and I and I felt that that needed to be um expressed in an event and that's the reason why I brought Shades of Beauty together because I wanted us to come together as a community and to have the common goal that we all enjoy looking after ourselves and being creative with our with our looks and um, whatever that wherever that may be and also using it as a safe place as well to have serious discussions about um, things that are beauty related in our community so for example we had uh, a panel discussion with Kojo the comedian and Tavish J the comedian and um, we also had Chimmy Lawson who's a who's a blogger and and a social activist and we also had um, Nissi T as well and they talked about who set the beauty standards men or women and we also had serious discussions about um, beauty and religion 
And, you know, does it matter that you wear makeup if you're religious? And we had people that are from a Muslim background or Christian background discussing this and really interesting talks about that, that that really affects our community. Um, but still had that still has kind of like a beauty related vibe because of the event and yeah I, I, and you know that sort of event is what I would personally would love to go to and um, that's what I had in mind and and when I created um, Shades of Beauty Live. Um, but what were the key steps that you had to take from you know the idea to kind of the reality of it like what were the in-betweens you had to kind of do to get up and running? Well, you know, I think passion drives a lot of things. I think passion is a great motivator. But as you said, yeah, the steps are that you have to think, okay, money, like, you know, how is this, if this event is going to be a legacy event and it's going to be an event that's inspired by Essence Festival, it has to make sure that it makes money. So the first thing that we looked at was like, what's the scope for sponsorship? What's the scope for exhibition? What's the scope for ticket sales? And we looked at all of those different facets. So um, once we kind of, created a budget plan of like how we're going to move forward um with the event then we just set about um looking for a venue um one thing is that when we chose the venue is that we didn't want to be um because we didn't want to be a, it to be uh an event that's of a typical vibe of being in a in a, in a different it wanted it to be in a different area so we wanted to go to west london for example um and then the other thing that we wanted to do was to make sure that we had exhibitions shell schemes um, really kind of bring the event to life by having all the aesthetics so everyone always um, remembers the event for being black and yellow on my Instagram photos and everything around that so we needed to make sure that the yellow kind of stood out for the event so we went about on the operational side and aesthetic side so it came it, it kind of started to snowball and grew into a larger kind of event as soon as we started contacting people and I always get this question like oh how did you get your first sponsors and literally it was just my vision and idea I've just literally got it down on pen and paper and presented it and um, a lot of the people that exhibited or sponsored just believed in the vision and believed that there's something that this was really needed in the market. So it was your passion that almost kind of like helped it to get to where it was. Yes, yes, yes. I got, I've got um, a commercial background, so I do understand the commercial side of how events are supposed to be run. Um, I've been doing events and commercial events for over ten years in my personal career, so that had a lot to do with it as well. But um, as you said, yeah, the passion was a big thing. A lot of, a lot. I did, it's, it's funny because once you put your idea out there and communicate that to other people you start to find a lot more people are in agreement with you so that's what I found is that once I communicated that I feel that there's a there's a space um, that's needed for all different types of black women to come together and celebrate their beauty and explore new brands and and new products um, by black women as well as as well as the mainstream brands and have interesting conversations and talks about um, the, about beauty and the community a lot more people just put their hands up and said yeah we do need this type of event we do need this type of modern event and the people that did put their hands up and say that they're in agreement are people like the exhibitors the attendees the sponsors um all, all felt the same way and was it I know you mentioned earlier that you know 
when you kind of put all your vision and your ideas into, you know, on pen and paper, it was, um, you had people who believed in you and were on board and that's how you helped to secure your initial sponsor. But in terms of financing the whole event, was that, you know, a big task or was that um, not as hard as it kind of seems? Um, it is a big task. I think, you know, you've got to make sure that um, the simple things are covered. So you've got to make sure your tickets are covered, um, we we also hired a PR company and a, um, a, a media a media liaison officer as well that was helping us liaise with the media. So all of those things had to be costed costed in. So you would would need to invest your own money and always advise people that you know you can save and people because you know when people ask, so how do you do an event? It's like people save money to buy houses people, the same way that people save money to invest in businesses. So that's a chance that we took. So, you know, we saved and we put our money where our mouth is. And I know a lot of people would rather, some people, some of the money that we spent in it is the same amount of money that some somebody will go and spend on a Range Rover. And so that's the way I see it, or go and spend on... Like um, a material on, thing, something that's not exactly of value. Like yeah. Luxury handbags or anything like that. So it's just that same money, but it's where you would want to invest it. because And a lot of people have that money in their bank account but they just choose to invest it in different things um, so, so, so you kind of needed your own so obviously you had external you know investors but you also needed to kind of stop believing yourself as well almost like putting your own finance into it yeah definitely I agree you've got you've got to invest in yourself financially I know I know people I think I think when people think of entre- like entrepreneurs modern day entrepreneurs always think of like angel investors and all these big investors coming to invest in them. Um, but I think the, the reality of it is that, you, first of all, before anyone can invest in, in you financially, um, you need to invest in yourself and you need to, you know, prove to them that, you know, um, that you really, are, you, you really are to be taken seriously. And I think what made a big difference for us last year is that I, I did a, we did a, a promo video for Shades of Beauty Live and um, I think that kind of proved to the sponsors that we're, we are, you know, we as a company are taking ourselves seriously doing this event because we've invested in doing a promo video and which, you know, could have landed nowhere. <laughs> but um, that I think the video really kind of showed, showcased that, OK, then this, these, these people mean business. And, you know, that was one of the feedback that we got from one of our sponsors. I was saying, yeah, when we saw your video, we just thought, yeah you know you guys look like you're really serious about putting on a really good event and did you have to kind of convince your husband to you know jump on board and support with this idea I know you mentioned that you have multiple businesses so Shades of Beauty is not you know the only business that you work on so you know what was kind of his thoughts when you brought him this idea and he's always supportive very very supportive and I think you know I think me and my husband were both of that kind of nature that life is too short so if you got a, if you got an idea and you believe in it, just run with it, and um, and just see how far it can take you. Because I think the worst thing about life in general is just living with regrets. Like I rather have would have said I've tried and you know it didn't work rather than saying oh I wish I tried. I don't like the word I wish. I just <laughs> I just rather do it and just see how far I can get. Um, and and in that way I guess you can never really. Um, 
you know, I always, you know, when you always hear stories about people, like what what they say, you know, before they die, and say, oh, I just want, to, I just want to make sure I live life with no regrets. And I think that's the same rule that applies for me and my husband when we when we talk about um, any new ventures that we want to do or any new things that we want to try. I think that I live by the same kind of mantra, and so does my husband. Like, you just anything that you want to do, just have to just do it like there's the worst that could happen is if you fail and failing is not that much of a big deal um it's just kind of helping you to learn what you did wrong and helping you to kind of do better the next time really so yeah I definitely advise anyone you know if you want if you have any business ideas you know just go for it like what's the worst that can happen um yeah but what were the challenges that you face like if 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 you had to kind of like <laughs> I know you must have did you face a lot of challenges so many challenges I think do you know what I, I I you know looking back at all my business ventures and things that I've done I think I was talking to this to my sister who's also my business partner is um I look at pain differently if that makes sense so before I used to look at pain as this thing that, oh, I don't want to go through this. Like, I will pray. I'll be like, oh, please, God, just like make this day an easy day for me. But what I what I've come to learn, what I've come to learn is that actually pain is a beautiful thing. And if it leads to a path of joy and success and love and all things positive. And what I mean by that is that obviously if, if pain leads to if pain leads to death and destruction you don't want that but if pain leads to joy success and happiness you do want that sort of pain and it's the same pain like you just you know you've just had a four-month-old baby and you've had to you had to go through a pain but without that pain you wouldn't have been able to gather that strength to push right yeah. like if you were really yeah, smiling happy, like you know your body wouldn't have recognized okay I've got to push this push this baby that and it's the same thing with um pushing past struggles so whenever I experience any challenges or pain in my business it's because I haven't ex- I have never come across it and what it, but what it did create is momentum so what I mean by that is that you know when when um for example you know we, we nearly lost the dates for the venue or we left, when it nearly lost the venue or we had people cancel or or major sponsors pull out um all of those pains um you know you can either bend and fold and just say I'm not going to do anything or you can you push past it past the pain um and you overcome it with solutions and positivity then there is a light you know there is there is a light at the end of that rainbow as they say and you know that light for us was actually completing the events and for it to be a success and for people to lead happy um so yeah I think you've got to look it's all about perspective and the way you've got to see pain is as a challenge I guess and just to just to be more excited about the next challenge (laughs) and it's true because look like the event obviously you will never have seen any challenges that you face because the event was so successful you had such positive feedback everywhere on social even people you know that I met or people from my work were telling me oh yeah have you heard of this you know new event Shades of Beauty I know some people with new events they're a bit skeptical about going to the first year they always want to kind of wait until you know they hear feedback before they go again but people attended and you know it was really great but was it easier you know to face the challenges with with a business partner rather than you just kind of doing it by yourself 100 100 it was amazing to share that journey with my sister grace 
and to be because I think I think I think you know when they say that athletes are able to to transfer into being a um a business a business person I think it is that kind of mental um mental strength that you have to build up and for me on for my journey every single time if something doesn't happen for me I'm like okay I'm I'm actually I'm actually building my mental strength up to for the next challenge so that's uh, so that's that's a, that's why it was great to have grace there because there's times when I was just like I don't want to get out of bed I don't want to do this today why did I start this event in the first place is being a pain and to be able to talk through those problems with her and to be able to stay on that positive path and to be like okay then we're not going to let this defeat us we're going to push past this we might have a break today <laughs> not talk about Shane's beauty life today and just do something different like go for a walk go, go for shopping or just do a completely different task and then re- just use that time that day or two just to refocus and then come back to Shades of Beauty Life was the most amazing um amazing part of sharing that journey with another business partner and also it's also good just to reflect as well and just to replan and um, find solutions and were you were you working on Shades of Beauty while you were um like working part-time so you had your part-time job, you had, you know, your multiple businesses, this event, massive event, and your family. Did, how did you, you know, manage your time with your friends or like, you know, getting your hair done or getting your nails done or like just, you know, doing your usual, going through your usual routine? Well, the hair was sorted out by um, a wig and cane rolls that were taken <laughs> every two weeks. So that part was ticked. Um, That's the blessing I- of having a wig, you know. <laughs> And so even, just, even since I've had Xavier like doing my hair is just a mission like I just put the wig is, on and I'm done I'm done exactly and then people because it was like oh like, you still wear I was like look on the weekends yeah the hair is coming out it's natural this is a natural path I do my conditioning I, I, I go to family events mm-hmm. with my hair and I, my, my son's birthday my hair was up in it in natural hair but then during the week I just find it like I haven't got time like to literally and then people will say that's a that's a poor excuse, but literally I'm juggling so many different things. I'm I literally spend five minutes doing my makeup and my hair, and because I, I, I go to the gym, I have a shower, um, come back. So I, and I love having a shower. I'm in the shower for at least half an hour. I just that's just my routine. But I will spend that's less your than alone time. Yes, yeah, my alone time. I spend less than five or ten minutes just putting makeup on and getting my hair ready, um, and then I get dressed and then I go. But yeah, it's difficult juggling. Um, your time I think the best thing is to I love Gmail I love connecting my Gmail to my to my calendar I think having tools you know really good technology tools to keep you um, everything scheduled in and and and, and all your your children's appointments and stuff scheduled in Um, I do share a lot with my my husband I, I I love to delegate I think it's good to get I think it's always good to delegate I think sometimes as black women we think we're superwomen I think we could take on everything but one thing I have learned is that delegation is, is key so having that good support network of where you can get your mom your sister your best mate to help you out I think that's 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 amazing um and I've learned that you know you, you, you go a lot a lot more places faster when you're working with people rather than working yeah yeah 100 I think that's something that I've even learned myself um, this year I was speaking to another mum about this as well and 
um, she was talking about the importance of building a team um, from early on that sometimes there's only so much you can do just by yourself so it's important to get people on board but but do you find it this is something that I find difficult do you find it hard to kind of switch off the business at brain and just be like you know not like a wife or a mum and just kind of live in the moment without constantly thinking oh, okay I need to do this next I need to do because sometimes even when I'm with Xavier I'm constantly thinking okay I need to send this email I need to make this phone call while I'm with him so I need to like switch that brain that business brain off and turn on like my relaxed brain do you, do you find that difficult sometimes um I think that it's, it's got its peaks and troughs and I'm still learning my pattern that I can I'm I'm starting to tell like there's certain probably periods in a month that you'll be like, I'll, I'll probably have a little bit more anxiety about the business stuff than other times of the of the of the month. But I'm, um, I personally I practice meditation a lot in the evenings. I try to unwind as much as I can. Um, if they haven't if I haven't got any deadlines or, as you said, emails to send out. But yeah, I can, and this is why this is why sometimes I switch off from social media because that picture of being a perfect mum, it's just, it's just not possible. I don't think even someone as famous as Beyonce can't be doing it, you know, the best. I don't think any of us are going to probably be these perfect, um, have these perfect mum lives. But, and I think not being hard on yourself is one of the things. And yeah, you know, you're not going to be perfect at not switching off or, I think you just have to be a bit more forgiving and just, as I said at the beginning, as long as you're checking with your child and just make sure that they've got a, a fun and happy environment and, you know, your your stress is not having an impact on them, um, I think that's the most important thing. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Christina. You've been so good to have on this podcast um i just have one more question for you before i let you go um so what advice would you give to a mum or you know not even just a mum but anyone who wants to start a business or um start an event or work on an event like you have um what advice would you give them um i would say make sure um i, I it, it sounds really really silly but just like going to the gym just make sure you stay disciplined and focused and do not let because sometimes when you have great ideas sometimes you can get swayed um so I just say stay the course and stay focused great well make sure you all stay focused out there um definitely advice that I am going to live by stay focused stay disciplined um but yeah thank you thank you so much Christina um thank you so much for being on this podcast oh what you're doing is amazing and I'm sure there's going to be loads of mums out there that's just going to be loving to listen to this podcast because I think there's something very special about being a mum and being able to um fulfill your dreams personally as well Yes, definitely. I think that's something that I'm trying to do in this maternity leave. <laughs> Hopefully that happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, make sure you tune back in. We have another episode next week with another amazing mum who, you know, is great in business work and um, as a beautiful, fantastic mum raising a family. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, and what was the last one? Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. There's another one. But any any music app listening 
thing that you have on your phone if you search for mommy uh, mommy means business you probably will find me um and yeah thank you so much and tune in next week